Welcome back to another episode of Exploring Storytelling. I am your host, Nehemiah Feliciano. Happy New Year, guys. Um, Wow, I am so excited about uh, doing this podcast again. I didn't do it to finish out 2020. I didn't do a lot of it. Um, But man, I'm glad to be back. Hopefully, I'll do more in 2021. And uh, I hope you all are enjoying your new year. 2020 was a hard year for a lot of people. Um, It was a messy year. It was also simultaneously the longest and shortest year that I've ever been through, which is kind of weird. But regardless of all that, um, those of you that listened to my podcast in 2020, I just want to sincerely thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day and listening to my podcast. I hope it helped you get through the year. And um, I just want to let you know that I'm going to keep trying to turn these out and uh, keep listening to them. I hope you enjoy it. And today we're going to jump back in. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Just, Just welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. And so today we return back to the storytelling with Pixar series. And I just love doing these so much. I love watching the Pixar movies. I love uh, taking time to, you know, really think about them and dissect them. It's it's a super fun. It's it's a different way to experience a movie because, you know, you're not I'm not just doing it to enjoy it. I'm doing it to analyze it. And um, it, it gives me a different perspective on things. So I, I really enjoy going in with that mindset when I watch a movie, especially Pixar movies. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Wally. Wally is one of my favorite Pixar movies. And yes, I am well aware I say that a lot. But Wally really is one of the best ones. So what sets Wally apart? As I always do, I'll give my general impressions of the film. And then I'll do an analysis of how it uses an aspect of good storytelling to better tell its story. And I'll probably get lost somewhere along the way with some sort of rabbit trail. I go down just raving about how great it is. Oh, well, let's get into it. Um, Wally is a really interesting film. It's it's one of those movies that I definitely think only Pixar could have made, like Ratatouille. The main characters in this film are robots, robots that barely speak, which is weird. But, you know, hey, I could rave about this film for a long time. It has so many great things about it, but I want to focus on a couple of things that Um, I think you're going to take up the majority of this episode. So I think it goes without saying, but the animation is absolutely stunning. Everything is so uh, visually uh, splendid to look at. It feels uh, real. And I think this is, I think this is the only Pixar movie that uses some sort of live action footage, which is just an interesting fact. But um, yeah, the animation is amazing. The score by Thomas Newman is vibrant and energetic. I just love the score for this movie. It fits the movie perfectly. And then the direction by Andrew Stanton, who also directed Finding Nemo, is phenomenal. This movie is written and directed just so well. Big props to Andrew Stanton for this film. His script is amazing. The writing for this film is amazing. And you really see it come to life in the way the film is directed. So just big props there. 
Um, I don't have a lot of time to cover this, but I also want to acknowledge the way this film communicates its themes. Uh, they're never in your face and never get in the way of the story. It's all told through the story rather than kind of just like a preachy message that you see. Um, so this is this is a film I really had to think about to understand its themes, um, more so than any other Pixar movie I've covered on this podcast so far. It, it handles its themes with a surprising amount of nuance, even, even for a Pixar film. And uh, this film obviously has subtext and themes about global warming and taking care of the earth, you know, that type of stuff you could tell from the post-apocalyptic setting and, you know, how the earth is pollution, pollution, all that stuff. Uh, Andrew Stanton actually claims that that wasn't intentional, but it's kind of too obvious in the story. So I'm going to say that that kind of probably, even if it wasn't intentional, it's there. It's a subtext throughout the film. But the film at its core is about something much deeper and intriguing than I originally expected it to be. Now, I've seen this film so many times, way more than I can count. I've been watching it since I was a little kid. Um, but this film is, it was it was interesting discovering this aspect of, of this film because it was always there, but I never really understood. Like I said, when you're analyzing a movie to do like a creative uh, creative writing on it, like I do for this podcast, it's a little bit different because you come at things with a different perspective and you're paying attention during while you're watching it. Very, You're paying very close attention while, while you're enjoying a film. Just for fun, you might not be paying as close attention. But um, this film is about individuality. And it's interesting because this greater, more prevalent theme is the harder one to spot in the film. You could obviously spot the subtext about pollution, global warming, taking care of the earth. It's kind of very, because of the nature of the story, it's very evident in the film. But this is the greater theme of Wally, and it's harder to spot, but one that's hidden right underneath the surface of everything that's going on in this film. Uh, Wally and Eve, despite being robots, have more personality and individuality than any of the humans aboard the Axiom. In fact, the only human really given much screen time is the captain of the Axiom and two other humans that I don't really remember their names. So they're given like one or two scenes, but that's not very important. Anyway, Wally has hobbies. He has interests. He expresses himself in very specific ways. He has a sense of humor. He has emotions, etc. Even Eve, who isn't as expressive as Wally, has a specific, a specific personality and expresses herself in a very specific way. The humans all wear the same clothes. They all sit in the same chairs. They all have the same body shape. They all eat the same things look at the same screens. Most of them, for the majority of the runtime, don't even look away from their screens or express much emotion when talking to each other, like, at all. In the in one scene in the movie, these two friends, I guess, are sitting right next to each other, and they're both looking at a screen. They're on a FaceTime call, apparently. They still have FaceTime 700 years from now, which is kind of lame, but, you know, whatever. Um, and so, You'd think they'd have like hologram, holograms like from Star Wars or something. I don't know. Um, but so they're on a FaceTime call and they're just talking blandly like 
hey, what do you want to do today? Or whatever. And they don't they don't express any emotion. They don't look at each other and they're sitting right next to each other. They're on a FaceTime call together, which is weird. But anyway, they, they, they literally have no emotion. They're just sitting there talking about what they're going to do for the day. And it feels like some bland. It does. It feels more robotic than anything Wally or Eve ever do. This movie is about two robots falling in love. Very weird. <laughs> but it's Pixar, so you know. Uh, and you never see any humans expressing affection toward each other either in this in this film. This movie is about over-reliance on technology and how it's taking away some of the things that make us us. And I think that's an interesting uh Interesting subtext, interesting theme that this movie explores. Our personality and individuality is traded for hours in front of the screen. And that's just a really interesting theme to me. Uh, Wally and Eve have, they're not, Wally never, he's animated in a way where he doesn't have a mouth or a nose. All he has are eyes, robotic eyes. And they animate it in a way where you could tell exactly what he's feeling throughout the film. And just he has so much personality from the very first scene. Okay, I I covered the individuality aspect and the themes there. Uh, Went a little bit too long on that part, probably. But now, what aspect of storytelling does Wally absolutely nail? Flying colors, like just knock it out of the park. Well, a lot of aspects of storytelling, actually. But... I want to cover one specifically, one that has to do with writing and directing the film. Show, don't tell. Now, if you study writing and story theory, like me, or film, or film theory, you've definitely heard of this, or maybe you're just a writing enthusiast or a movie enthusiast or something, and you've heard of it. But to everyone else, what does this mean? Well, basically, show, don't tell is a rule for any writer, screenwriter, author, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's about how writers should show emotion and tension in characters and scenes rather than just outright saying what a character is feeling or why a scene should be filled with tension. Uh, If it's in a book, it's about using descriptive words. In a film, the actors, writers, and directors usually carry this job when translating the script. All Pixar movies are really good at this, but Wally takes the cake for me. Besides the captain and a couple words from Wally and Eve, there is not much dialogue in this film. And for as entertaining as it is, I just realized on this last time I watched it, there's really not much dialogue. Uh, The first 30 minutes have little to no dialogue at all. And they're some of my favorite 30 minutes of any Pixar movie ever. And how does this film do that? Well, the stellar writing and directing are what suck you into this film. Uh, you really get to know Wally and Eve in the first 30 minutes with barely any dialogue. The film uses his personal hobbies, his personality, and daily routine to show us exactly the type of character he is. And this is all within the first 10, 20 minutes. Wally and Eve are robots. They can't even be that expressive. Like I was saying earlier, with their faces, all they have are eyes. The way they're animated, their eyes can move. And that's about all the expressiveness that their faces can show. Uh, At all times, you know exactly what Wally is feeling. Like this movie just nails it out of the park. It uses, um, what's really clever about this movie is it uses other things 
like objects and um, like a movie. It uses Hello Dolly. Um, I think that's the movie. Yeah, Hello Dolly. It uses Hello Dolly um, to show in the beginning Wally's uh, desire for interaction with another person, his desire for social interaction and for a relationship, even before Eve comes. It uses that movie um, to show that he likes to dance and stuff. And then it uses um, the the part where the two people, the romance scene, and he's looking at it and he's staring at it almost in a way where even from just his eyes, almost in a way that makes him seem like he's longing for that type of interaction, or that type of relationship with someone. And so you know exactly what Wally's feeling and they use these clever uh, devices in the film, like objects or uh, little dance sequences that Wally's watching on a, on a film monitor to show you what he's feeling. And just with his eyes and those objects. And it's really cool because it's all within this within the scene, but it's never actually saying anything. Wally can't cry. Wally can't, <laughs> you know, Wally can't like, you know, Wally can't express himself in the way humans do obviously so that that's really just well done show don't tell is done really good in this film uh the same for eve as well uh in the same for eve she uh in the beginning you kind of get a sense of who she is and she's not even in the first 30 minutes as much as wally she's like maybe in the first she isn't coming maybe to like 15 minutes into the film and so because of that uh but just like right away, you see Eve is kind of this stoic personality to match Wally's more bizarre kind of um, out there personality. And she's, but she's also very longing for that too, but she's more set on her mission as well. So that that's kind of an interesting um, dynamic. So just Wally has so much, it has more nuance than most films have, even for Pixar, which Pixar has, knows how to deliver a lot of nuance with their films because they target most of their films in a way that they're accessible to kids, but adults can relate to the themes too. But Wally does it in a different way. And while Wally is not the most mature Pixar movie, its themes aren't the most groundbreaking, but it delivers everything in a way that's just peak Pixar, just peak filmmaking in general. This is an amazing film. Um, in many ways, this is one of, if not the most cinematic Pixar movies, just everything about it is stellar the visuals, the cinematography, the lighting, all of it, so good. And it uses show, don't tell in one of the best ways I've seen it done in an in a animated film. Just absolutely amazing. All this comes together to form one of Pixar's best films. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I had a ton of fun recording this, writing this, watching Wally again so I could do this episode. Um, I love doing this so much and uh, I thank you guys for supporting me, for for listening. Um, if you want to uh, leave a rating or review to help this podcast grow, help more people find it, I'd highly appreciate if you left a written, full written review and rating on iTunes just to help more people find it to help the podcast grow. Um, you, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at exploringstorytelling at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at writenehemiah, like writing, W-R-I-T-E, Nehemiah. And um, 
yeah, thank you for listening. If you if you guys want to send in voice messages as well, to, if you have any questions or an idea for a future episode, you can do that as well. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and hopefully there is more episodes to come in 2021. Hoping to do more of these and uh, have some more fun exploring storytelling. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Keep exploring storytelling.